0: Welcome to episode 120 of Friends of Film, a podcast that relates news and releases in the movie world. On this episode, we'll cover Deadpool 2's new trailer, Steven Spielberg doing a DC movie, Star Wars Episode 9 casting, and more after your retro review of The Equalizer. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by our man who is now internet famous thanks to his mention on the Resistance broadcast, Josh Straley. What? I got mentioned? Yeah. Apparently you're not that avid of a listener.
1: I, I mean, I listen, but I'm not like avidly. I, sometimes I, you know, you fast forward to the segments that, yeah. What would they say, would I get, did I get name uh, dropped
0: for something good? Yeah, because you you tweeted them something about like uh, Beckett giving Han advice, oh, and they they read they yes. read your line. Um, they were like, "Just Joshua Ryan. He is just." joshua oh awesome (laughs) they're like i think poking fun at your twitter hand a little bit i'll take it i was like i was like i was was painting at work and i was like wait what it's like oh
1: okay awesome oh yes they asked um advice that tobias beckett would have given han solo so like i tweeted a fake uh conversation between the two of them and it basically leads to beckett trying to encourage han to tap a stormtrooper on the shoulder and then do the runaway (laughs) like in episode six yeah i just popped a gif in there and oh (laughs) that's awesome i'll take it yeah um but hey everyone don't forget uh you can get all of our latest updates on facebook and twitter at friends film so you're not left in the dark like i was about this (laughs) um and then be sure to check out the rest of our shows on itunes stitcher and soundcloud and if you can on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. It really helps.
0: Yeah, and go uh, leave a review for Resistance Broadcast as well. Oh, They're, yes. they're great guys. Um, for sure. And be sure to head over to our website as well, friendsoffilm.wordpress.com. We've got a bunch of content going on. Currently, I'm continuing my Infinity Rewatch We're into mm-hmm. Phase 3. Uh, it's going strong. It's, it's been so fun to read. Oh, thank you. Um, and, you know, Josh, we're going to have an Isle of Dogs review up later this week. I will. And I will have my Avengers and War thoughts up uh, Friday. There Not Thursday night because I'm going mm-hmm. to be too busy, too excited. got to, you know, right. compose myself a little bit. But that is coming. It's a big week. I'm excited. Um, and this week we are going to do a retro review of Equalizer or The Equalizer. Movie came out in like 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. uh, Directed by Antoine Fuqua, starring Denzel Washington. Um, and this was this decision was sparked. It's got a, a, the sequel has a trailer came out this week. We're gonna talk about that in the news section. Take it or skip it. Um, but you know, thought it was a good time to kind of get familiar with Robert McCall. Josh, you have never seen this movie before.
1: I've never seen it before.
0: What did you think?
1: Uh, it was my. This is like one of the Antoine Fuqua's earlier works. I guess. Mm, I mean, kind of, I, I, you know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's one of the ones where I first been able to like actually look at it as him yeah. and be able to say, oh, this is where he gets his style from. And it's like okay. it, his, his fingerprints are all over it, I shouldn't say. I'm guess I'm really familiar with his filmography. <laughs> so I'll have to take that back. Other than, of course, the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Um, and Southpaw
0: and, 2015. Haven't seen.
1: <sighs> oh, it's man. Good. But okay. Anyway, Denzel Washington is phenomenal in this. And it's like, I guess I didn't see the death wish. Yeah. But this is probably what, like, this is probably the better death wish. I mean, I so buy Denzel Washington (laughs) as, you know, your uh, local lumberman, you know, or local lumber store worker. Right. Like, just like the the opening sequence and, like, getting to meet um, Robert McCall Mm -hmm. uh, in that way is like, Oh, yeah, like if this was a prestige, high drama, Denzel Washington is just like a a store worker, I would still watch this (laughs) with like a secret um, underground, you know, FBI black ops, CIA black ops, uh, you know, past or whatever the case is. And it it really works. Um, The the action is really slower paced. Mm-hmm. But it's meticulous and really well done. I love his Sherlock—not want say Sherlock, like Sherlock sensibilities—but <laughs> his chess playing yeah. um, of the rooms that he gets himself into and um, how he maps out each what one. What he's gonna do, yeah. what the weapons are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the, but I mean, never ever let Denzel Washington. Open a bottle of wine for you. Ooh, oh, that cork! There's a corkscrew moment in here
0: that I'm still thinking about. That's the moment that when I saw this movie the first time. It wasn't in theaters. It was you know mm-hmm. a year after or whatever. So a couple years ago. That's like the one scene that always sticks with me about yeah. this movie. Is like because it's just so gross and disgusting. And, uh. I know,
1: and it's it's so visceral too. Yeah. Like it does not shy away from it whatsoever. Um, and then. Jumping forward to his house of horrors in the Home Depot later in the movie or the Home Mart, yeah, uh, for copyright reasons or whatever. Uh, his house of horrors in there too. Mm-hmm. He does his best Batman impression with yep. the barbed wire, and, like yanking the kid up or the guy up by his neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh my goodness. So it is raw and visceral, but the story around it is a little kitschy, um, almost too cliche. Yeah. But I buy it. I mean, I, I just you're having fun in that world, mm-hmm. I guess. And when Denzel's acting, you you just kind of like let the man go. I, you, in the moment, it's really hard to say, "No, I'm not buying this," because yeah. he he sells everything he does so so well. Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe Grace Mortez. It's always weird seeing her like outside of like comedy. Yeah. And things like that, and then like, or and, um, in this role though, I was like, "Oh wow, she can actually really do drama." Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't seen Sixth Wave yet, but I'm imagining I don't know is uh, Isn't it Fifth Wave? Fifth Wave, yes. But yeah, I haven't seen it either. Okay, <laughs> so I mean, I don't know how well she does, like you know, with a movie all of her own, but mm-hmm. um, definitely want to see more of that. Uh, and it's just stylish as heck. Uh, mm-hmm. I, the Fuqua um knows how to, uh, you know give hero make your he, craft hero moments in his movies yeah. like when like I, I forgot that they were in that home depot with the sprinklers going and um denzel pulling up the, the nail robert gun. mccall yeah the nail gun yeah. and i'm like oh yeah it's going down i'm like oh wait they're just they're in the you know they're in the paint section <laughs> yeah. of uh home depot so it's like, like that moment just kind of like all melted away as mm-hmm. he's gunning him down uh so it's it was better than I expected going through okay. because I remember seeing the trailers for this and being like, "eh, hard pass." <laughs> you know, it's 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 taken but different. And I was yeah. like, "no, no, thank you." But no, I I was, um, impressed. Uh, but like I said, story wise, it's kind of like eh, I don't know what's really going on here. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like he should. It seems like they grafted every moment together kind of differently like there's no flow to the russian mobs right um plan to it it's just sort of like i got revenge and now we're gonna try one thing oh that didn't work let's try another thing oh that didn't work it's almost like
0: in like video games where you have to like go on these all these weird like side quests that yes. somehow <laughs> tie together to like mm-hmm. you're to going and facing the boss and you're at the end of the day you're like wait how did how did saving that sheep help me get to this place and you're like <laughs> right I don't think it did. It's yeah. just an extra 20 minutes I had to play this game. It's yeah. like that was kind of this movie at certain points it's like all right, let's go bust this uh, you know, underground um meat market, right. you know, <laughs> thing. It's like Why?
1: Yeah, (laughs) What did that do? Um, I will say I was pleasantly surprised to have David Arbor show up with his Boston accent and everything like that.
0: Yeah, drops about 50 (laughs) (laughs) F-bombs.
1: Yes. His best uh, goodwill hunting, you know, channeling it. Yeah. Uh, So I totally dug him as the, you know, sideways cop and Mm -hmm. then who turns his life around after a near-death experience. Uh, So that was all great. But yeah, like you said, it's just like one miniature story. After another, and then eventually he shows up in wherever the Russian mob's at, probably Russia, I guess. Is that, I don't know where that, where that, wherever that has safe house is for the leader, and uh, then just yeah. like, hope you enjoyed your shower, buddy. <laughs> you yeah. <know? laughs> and then it <he> gets electric, <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, that's it for him. Um, so, but if we were doing ticket stubs, or we are doing ticket yep. stubs for this movie, yep. I would give it three ticket stubs. Um, it's got great action. It's got Denzel acting his heart out. As always, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I mean, not overly complicated, but nothing that just makes you roll your eyes and say, oh, boy, here we go again.
0: Right, it's not taken two or definitely not taken three.
1: exactly. (laughs) Simple premise with a character that you can just immediately say, oh, that guy's, you know, you can identify with right Right. away. Yeah,
0: I think somebody on our uh, Twitter suggested, like, you know, robert mccall and john wick need to have a team up or a crossover or something Ooh, and yeah. it's like yeah i could totally see that one at work mm-hmm. studio wise that one's at like john wick's at lionsgate and this is at columbia with sony so uh, okay. couldn't work unless maybe sony sells the equalizer rights because i doubt lionsgate would give up uh you know john wick at this point but right i do think that's the best comparison for this movie it's john wick light Mm-hmm. you know it definitely has those moments of like that really visceral action you're talking about we were just like man robert mccall just like can kill anybody he wants with whatever he wants there's like that jason bourne element where you know jason bourne can walk into a gunfight with a pencil and he'll come out the victor yes. mccall can do the same with a corkscrew with um a nail gun with whatever he has at his disposal, and he'll come out on top
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it's like a little like almost superhero because like he has that like sixth sense about him where you can like all right there's this guy over here he's got a knife this guy's got a gun i'll go for the gun first get this guy kill yeah. the boss get this other guy get the corkscrew kill him that way and like i love that like, he times out everything he does <laughs> i think that's just a really fun little quirky uh part of his character um that he does kind of have this like ocd like everything has to
1: be done this perfect
0: way yeah. this right
1: way um one thing i didn't get though was in his first fight where he he times everything out for us yeah um why does he deduct nine seconds
0: yeah i don't i i don't know if it's because like he had the guy like dead to rights and then but he's he just, just like, kinda like... he kind of like i don't remember <laughs> what he said he just like mm-hmm. talked to him was like remember this or whatever and then like right. he's like oh, okay that because yeah. he's he's counting it during that exchange when he's mm-hmm. talking to that guy so i'm like i guess that took nine seconds he's like you know after twenty eight.
1: All right, I know. never figured out why he did that. I'm like, yeah. is he just, is is he just spotting himself nine seconds. <laughs>
0: okay, like, all right, I could have done it better. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's right. the way I took it. Um, and you know that scene, yeah. um, any of the other stuff, the action is uh, so good. I mean, I think Fukua has a really great eye for the action. We'll I'll talk about that more when we get to discussing the trailer for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of really fun moments where. The actions on point, uh, Fuqua gets some nice shots out of it, doing the slow mo and the rain in the warehouse. Yes. It, it looks great, um, you know, all of that stuff. It's just it's done really, really well, and that's definitely where Equalizer's at its best. Uh, it does annoy me though that like they hint at like three or four other like major, you know, like killing sprees that McCall goes on, oh, yeah. and then we don't see him. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, cleaning the blood off of that hammer he stole from the store and killed the bank robber or right. the, the robber. Yeah, for the it's ring. like why didn't we get to see that that would have been that would have been so much cooler than just like waiting around the store Mm -hmm. and like seeing what this girl's doing for lunch or something or like when he goes and kills the Russian mob boss at the end you know guard right before he gets electric he's like guards 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 and then as he walks out you see all the dead guards like yeah I just missed you there could have been a super awesome one take where it's like Mm -hmm. you know five minutes of him just like taking down guards left and right up to the bathroom and that would have been awesome and instead I could be like oh That could have been cool, right? (laughs) but I don't get to see it. They leave you
1: hanging, for sure. So,
0: like, that's kind of disappointing, and I totally agree with you on the story. Um, Like I mentioned, the side quests, there's just, like, he starts, he gets back into this game because Chloe Grace Moret's character, like, gets beaten up, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, like, had this connection with her, and he wants to get revenge and help her get out of this life and start anew, and then he just, like, goes on these, like, random, like, trails of... Meet, me, uh, meeting up with david harbour or you know getting involved with that like uh, that asian mob or whatever and you're mm-hmm. just like none of like I, I think they all have ties to the russian mob but like why not just go after like the head of that mob instead of just like lollygagging around and be like all right i'm gonna go over here first and i'll get these guys and i'll yeah. get these guys like could have saved yourself time and because he's like taking out all of this guy's side projects that's what like Makes it so they get to, mm-hmm. you know, they go around kidna- kidnapping all of the people at Home And you're just like, yep. if you just went after this guy from the get go, it, it would have been cleaner, right? Right.
1: <laughs> and he's not learning anything about his enemy like along the way. No. You know? He doesn't pick up, he's not like, you know, going back home to the cork board, tying right. red strings and stapling people's photos to it. So it's just kind of like, well, if you knew he was there the entire time, because he doesn't pull any information out of Mm-mm. the guy he uh, staples to the floor.
0: No, as far I mean, as far as we see, maybe right, he exactly. gets information from Harbor off screen. And it's like, if that's the case, like, why didn't we get to hear that? Like, mm-hmm. he just shows up to that dude's diner right. that he's eating dinner at and took out his guy, another, you know, fight scene we missed. And it's like, so you knew this guy was here. Like, you know where they're located this whole time. Mm-hmm. And instead, you're just, like, taking out his henchmen along the way, like – Maybe you're saving yourself some time, you know, after the fact, if you would have killed the head right away, the other side groups all come together to take you out at once. Um, and instead it's like, no, I'm going to take out all the side guys first and then take out the leader. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's still, it just feels like he they're building time and the movie is like two hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like, I feel like this could have been like really tight hour 45 really quick a lot of the way and then just usually look like left feeling like wow that was really well paced mm-hmm. i had just like no wasted time and it was great action instead it's just like oh i really love the action parts and some of the character stuff with mccall right but like the rest of it is kind of like left waiting yeah, for the, it, something else to happen
1: exactly and that's why i kind of made that joke about being like a prestige hbo drama it's just yeah. like you know you want to live with this guy a ton mm-hmm. and because he has he's he's made such like you know a network of friends across that are really well liked sort of the um patriarch of the neighborhood if you will or right. at least you know Mart. thank mm-hmm. you for saying that you yeah. calling it i knew it was something like that some generic type of lumber company yes yeah,
0: combination of home depot and walmart and <laughs> yes. it's
1: like we don't just do this we sell other things as well i guess right <laughs> um and so you know that would have been appreciated, like you said, like you know, tightening it down and then just pushing plots together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because there's there's no real reason this should have been that long, yeah, <laughs> two hours, yeah. So I was in... essentially, you know, like a ninety minute action movie. Mm-hmm. All yeah,
0: said. so I I agree with your rating, three ticket stubs. I was hoping it would go up um, on a rewatch, but then you know I just kind of felt myself just still waiting for more. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, it's a movie I now own, so it's like cool. I can see Denzel kick some butt whenever I want to now. But yeah. um, you know, I don't think it's it's a top tier Denzel movie for sure. Um, it's not one of uh, my favorite Fuqua movies, um, so it's just kind of like it's
1: here, it exists. And why did I have such? I don't know why. Where my brain fart came from? I mean, Fuqua's been around since Training Day. I, yeah. I mean that's my uh, Training Day I don't know why. shooter. <laughs> yes. uh,
0: you know, yeah, he's got a lot of. Oh, stuff. He did shooter with Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Yep, with oh, Wahlberg. Um, he also did. If
1: he can't, if he can rope Wahlberg to be like the villain for an Equalizer three or something like that. Yeah, he also that. did Olympus is Fallen, which isn't great,
0: but like that's still better like White House Down. <laughs> it's better than.
1: Wasn't uh, London has
0: fallen. Wasn't
1: my house down like a spoof though? I don't, I don't know. It's been a
0: while. I've only saw it the one time. Okay. And it's like, I just remember like Jamie Foxx is the president. He's mm-hmm. like, I need to get my Jordans. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. Was, this is what we're going it for. It was out due during the NBA finals as well. So yeah. was, I, could, I couldn't get a read on it. I figured it was comedy, but
0: I, I mean, yeah, there's nothing comedy elements to it, but it, sure. I think it still tries to take itself a little too seriously. Um, from what I remember. And, uh, I, mean, I also want to mention the they kind of tried to do some like universe building here with like bringing in Melissa Leo and Bill Pullman
1: uh, that's as right, like Bill his there. like
0: two f- like former friends who like I guess were colleagues in the past and mm-hmm. now he's like but again that that was one of those sequences it's like it doesn't add anything to the movie he goes there to kind of get some information on these guys and they basically tell him what we already know like this is the Russian mob of the area. Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, can I kill him? They're like, "We're not going to give you permission." He's like, "All right, well, I'm going to kill him anyways." It's like, <laughs> yeah. What was the point of that? <laughs> and I mean, it's just I don't know. There's like all, all of those like moments that just add up to be like, oh, so this is why it's 2 hours and 10 minutes instead of mm-hmm. an hour and a half or an hour 40.
1: But I mean, we'll get to it though as well, and it looks like those are going to pay off um at least in some respects.
0: One of them and but it's like how much was that even like, I don't w- know. Was it worth it or not? Like when I, when I, cause it'd been a while since I've watched equalizer. When I saw the equalizer two trailer this week, um, which we'll get to in a couple minutes, it was like, wait, who, what was her role again? Mm-hmm. And then I watched the movie. And I was like, oh, that's why I don't remember. She's in it for like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, does it even really add that much to it? Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it, um, you know, shortly. I mean, I think that's really all I have to say. Yeah. On I equalizer. Mean- it's a fun movie. Um, you know, it's cool to see Denzel kind of have this, you know, tougher character. Um, it's her, it's his John Wick. It's his taken. Um, but it's just not as good as I think either those first two installments of those franchises are.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree there. Also, the Tree Tremor, um, Fuqua, just like instead of like just like the typical like, oh, there's something running through that guy's neck. Takes yeah. the camera up close and then turns us around on it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, he really wants us to know what's going yeah. on here. So um, also, you know, let's give a round of applause for Ralph for passing his security <laughs> yeah, guard exactly. exam, you know, uh, and being – well, I guess he, he was a little bit courageous there in the end, yeah. getting those hostages to safety. Yeah, so I mean, he
0: ran. He was shot. Uh, right. He's got infield experience now. Took a bullet for him. So. I do. Do you ever eat chips on your sandwiches? Have yeah, you ever done that? Of course. I've Who? never done that. Never. No.
1: Pickle, Lay's classic potato chips, um, on a ham, and American cheese. Mayo is optional. Okay. That is that is a classic. I just I see it all the time in like movies and stuff. I'm like, do people actually do that? Mm, I, like I, yes. I don't know.
0: I've never really seen anybody eat a sandwich with like chips in them. What? so it's i don't know maybe that's just my family maybe we're like the weird ones oh else yeah is normal and
1: then also you know if you're ever at a restaurant then put the fries on the hamburger you gotta go that route as well mm-hmm. oh man really
0: yeah so <sighs> i'll just like you know i'll throw that out there since a uh, kind of short review so uh both i guess recommendations from us oh yeah i think it's a must see uh for our equalizer that's all we have for our review we'll be right back in a bit though with the news And we're back with the news, and as always, we're going to start with Ticket or Skip It. This week, we are doing the first trailer for Equalizer 2, which we just talked about the first movie in our review, so we both liked it. Josh, Mm -hmm. are you going to give a ticket to the sequel, or are you thinking of skipping it?
1: If we had not, if I had not seen Equalizer before we got to here, Mm -hmm. I was going to say Skip It. Okay. Not interested. But I am saying Ticket now because I'm on board for this. Okay. Okay. We just talked about Equalizer. Very well, positive reviews to this. Fuqua's back with Denzel for try number two. And it looks like there's a very straight story in here Mm -hmm. to get at. And also, my man is here. Pedro Pedro. Pascal is a part of this. Doesn't look like he's going to be there for a lot. But just that little addition is good for me. And I'm here for it. Yeah. But also, the action looks already better than what we've seen in the first one mm-hmm. um especially that opening moment where uh denzel is taking out what looks like um eastern asian uh human traffickers on yeah. board that train as mm-hmm. well so uh that looks fascinating and also there's a i mean like what i said the plot there here is pretty like nailed down this time around, or yeah. at least it seemingly nailed down around. It doesn't look as uh sidewindery mm-hmm. or off in, the, off in the weeds like last time as around. That was the first one, yeah. Um, and you just kind of mentioned, like, why is Melissa Leo in this movie? Yeah. It looks like she's back, mm-hmm. but only to get only to die. <laughs> only to die. So, w- however that case is. But it looks like it's kind of like another dive back into this world, which mm-hmm. wasn't really like you said, sort of sold on that I needed all this world building. Right. But it looks like it's coming home to roost. And it can do that. We could be talking about, all oh, the Equalizer franchise, the trilogy, if mm-hmm. you will, because there's probably going to be a third one if this one goes well. If this one goes well, yeah. We've got something good here. Mm-hmm. But what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, I will give this a ticket as well. Uh, based on our Twitter activity, a lot of people will be giving this tickets. Uh, a lot of people are excited for this movie. And, yeah, I think the trailer looks really good the action i love the 360 car shot that fuqua does when denzel's beating up because like that was one of those selling points that like kingsman 2 tried to do was like look at Mm -hmm. this really cool in-car fight that we're doing with edgerton and it's like okay that works but like there's also like some looks like some cgi in there like so i don't know how real that is but this one looks it's just like it's a 360 shot. They put the camera around a car and Denzel just beating the crap out of a guy. Yeah. And like you buy it. Like, especially if you see, if you saw the first movie, uh, if it it's right in line with McCall's character that he just like, he'll do whatever it takes. Wherever like he mm-hmm. has to do it, uh, to get it done. Uh, Pascal. I don't know if this is a spoiler to say this. Cause it, it may be based on the trailer. Okay. But when he was initially cast for the movie, It was as the villain. Oh, no. So, I don't know if we have another Kingsman... ironically another kingsman 2 situation in our hands
1: <laughs> <Right>. uh where <laughs>
0: he ends up being he's like oh because it looks like him and denzel are buddies yeah from well back they're in hugging the
1: they're having that moment after it looks like melissa leo's character mm-hmm. gets killed and i was like oh this is great we're they're gonna be like teaming up some kind of you know he's gonna be like the david arbor of this uh, right. of this movie it's gonna be so cool and then the, denzel ends up kicking everyone's butt and then you just see pascal on the phone he's like how's it going cool I'm like, oh, no, that's disappointing. But if what you say is true, I'll take this over him just being being a side character. You know, an anecdote. Right. A humanizing aspect (laughs) for the guy. Yeah,
0: because I think that would be fun. It would be very cool to see him and Denzel square off at the end of the movie. Yes. I could totally see that happening. Um, Another thing I want to mention, the trailer did not show Ashton Sanders, a kid from Moonlight, who's also in this movie. Really. And he is supposed to play a leading role, so mm-hmm. it's like how does he get involved? I'm very interested to see that is I mean he doesn't have a character name or anything, so like could he be like McCall's son or Ooh. just like some other kid that he takes up under his wing? I don't know, but like I think there's a lot of interesting parts to this sequel, and based on the trailer uh it's a it's an easy ticket for me
1: all right, all right
0: but but Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom also got a final trailer this week. Yes. And this is a skip it. You're
1: skipping it.
0: Based on the trailer.
1: Based on the trailer. Yeah,
0: because I think we established. I don't know if we really established this, but based on the trailer, I'm still going to go see the movie. Mm Hmm. Based on this trailer, the trailers before, I just – I don't know what they're doing. Okay. And it's like this – you know, disaster movie to start the mm-hmm. volcano's blown up. There's actually a secret mission to yes. go save the dinosaurs. Right. That Rafe spall is somehow orchestrated so that he can actually get them instead mm-hmm. and kidnap them and then go sell them to the highest bidder. Yes. But then Blue and Owen, Chris Pratt's character, go on this like buddy cop team up at the end. And you're like, <laughs> wait, what wait, what? Um, <laughs> uh, this is a wh- little yes. this is a little ridiculous. Um, And I am not totally here for it. The parts that I did really like about the trailer mm-hmm. were those moments where, like, you can see Bayona's touch. is like the horror elements to it. And it's like, oh, okay, that's uh-huh. that, that's what I'm interested in. But it's like that's like a tenth of the trailer. Mm-hmm. And he's also mentioned that, like, this movie is like two different movies. He's like the first the first half has this single tone, and then the second half has this completely other tone. It's like right. It's a weird choice to make. Personally, we'll have to see if it pays off in the movie. But like, mm-hmm. why would you personally? why would you, uh, you know, just like choose to have a huge tonal or genre switch in the middle of a movie? That like just doesn't seem like the best decision to me.
1: Well, uh, I mean, not to cut you off here, okay. but I mean, if you're gonna make a movement in your movie, uh, remember Trevorrow said that the first forty-five minutes of this movie. Was what was in the first trailer? Yeah. So if this movie's two hours and fifteen minutes, two hours yeah. and twenty, roughly, that's it, that's basically an entire runtime of like you know an average film mm-hmm. to make your transition into a film with sh- darker shades of dinosaurs. Maybe
0: if that's where they go, but I'm worried they're going to go like, here's the disaster to start, and then it's like, and here's this weird people want to buy dinosaurs and own them as pets sort of a thing. Yeah. Okay. And I don't, that just doesn't like well, that doesn't okay. work for me. Currently. Oh, is
1: that what you saw that as? That you saw it as an auction for a mm-hmm. genetically oh no, 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 no. they he's he's showing off they're getting ready to sell dinosaurs as biological weapons. And that's what our introduction was.
0: To the Indoraptor or whatever? Of the
1: Endoraptor, because we saw this thing, we saw this on Doctor Wu's computer get flipped around by um What's-his-name's character? Owen? Not Owen, but evil N-Gen guy. It's not Seymour Hoffman. Gosh darn it. <laughs> oh, Vincent D'Onofrio? Vincent D'Onofrio's character. He's like, imagine this thing, only half the size. Yeah. And that's what they've got here. That's our Indoraptor. Oh, okay. They're getting ready to sell this to military contractors and all sorts of other things. And I think that what Toby Jones's mad scientist character was pushing out there was the first product made from the dna of blue because yeah we get to see our fir- the, for the first time a velociraptor gets shot by like a human and i mean you have i had no connection to this raptor and you see it die and i'm like oh man you like how's that going to affect owen and things like that but no i guess he's not dead though
0: yeah blue's not dead because he comes back and yeah
1: life. oh yeah this thing goes they they show it off like he's dying mm. don't they yeah kind you see of see him go down and just like, well, is he dead or why wouldn't he just kind of get up and run away?
0: yeah unless it was a different
1: raptor Hmm, that's a good point, I don't know well anyway i'm I'm giving this thing a ticket Okay. I, i've just i've seen i feel like I've seen the whole movie, yeah, and I do despise that part of it. I'm surprised for- we got a third trailer to begin with. Yeah, I, I don't know what their strategy is here. Oh, I know their strategy. Complete and total market saturation yeah. <laughs> of a movie that had a, the second biggest domestic opening. Mm-hmm. Um, still stands as the second biggest domestic opening. At like $550,
0: 500000000 Domestic opening?
1: Or no, domestic box office. Total?
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe. Right. I don't know if Flash, Jedi, or Black Panther. It, it had the second biggest opening domestically.
1: Yes um either way i mean a it, it of makes money a lot of money yeah. time. and they're ready to you know sell as much merchandise and everything as possible mm-hmm. so as many trailers as they can put out there as much as you can see show elements to, for everybody disaster explosions horror dino elements like before they're they're gonna get us there yeah uh, so but so but also race ball so glad to see that man finding work mm-hmm. um was really high off his performance um, in The Ritual, which you can watch right now on Netflix, and then go read my review on friends uh, friendsoffilm.wordpress.com. Yep. He looks like he could be a great villain, um, or humanitarian, or whatever he turns out to be. It looks like he may be like set up for the villain. Henry yep. Wu is back. Jeff... Jeff, what I don't know what they're doing to him in this movie. I, I mean,
0: I really feel like that's his
1: only scene. If that's his only scene, I am gonna be so so disappointed because I I, I want because th- at that at
0: that point w- there's no that's not a good reason to bring him back. Yeah. he and Malcolm just be like here he is right. Twenty years later mm-hmm. in a courtroom. Right. You don't. He doesn't get to interact with the dinosaur, or he doesn't even get to like, go to
1: the island or anything mm-hmm. like. It's a a disappointing outcome for Dr. Malcolm. Uh, So, you know, here's to hoping that Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler's cameos (laughs) are being hidden from view. Because, I mean, gosh, we've never had Sam Neill or Laura Dern or Jeff Goldblum, for that matter, you know, more popular today Mm -hmm. than today. So, you know, maybe Taika Waititi ends up taking Colin Trevorrow's Jurassic 3 spot (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, right. I don't know. Wouldn't That... that be awesome?
0: I mean, I would. I, I'm all for Taika doing whatever. <laughs> uh, I'll give that man dinosaurs I, to play with. I don't understand. I don't understand how you'd fit in with Jurassic World, uh, though. You
1: can't. You'd have to just pivot, but you know. But anyway, I'm a ticket. Um, I think they're spoiling a bit of the mo- too much of the movie, but mm. I love Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, so I'm ready.
0: All right, bring it on. And we also got our final trailer for Deadpool Two this week. Is this a ticket? This is a ticket.
1: This is the ticket for me. This is the ticket for Peter. This is for a ticket for Peter's entire family. <laughs> Peter W. <laughs> yes. Uh, like I said, D- Deadpool is his his mission in this movie is to protect Baby Hitler, <laughs> and Cable's c- coming for him. And I am all here for it. Uh, the the movie is shaping up to be much more of an X Force prequel in so many ways mm-hmm. than I expected it to. But it looks funny. There are so many great gags and jokes about you know the the environment in which a Deadpool movie is happening. But the more I see of this movie, I keep wondering why was Tim Miller and Fox not the right fit? Because this looks a whole lot more like a Tim Miller action stylized film than anything else. So I I don't get that because, I mean, we are seeing so many things blow up.
0: If I remember correctly, and I may be switching this up, I think... Tim Miller wanted to – maybe this is wrong. I feel like there was a difference over, like, the scope of the movie. Mm-hmm. One Either uh, Miller or Reynolds wanted it to be, like – one of them wanted this, like, you know double, triple the budget so we could do all this great stuff. The other one wanted just, like, no, keep it small. Give yeah. us, like, 20 more to extra million dollars and mm-hmm. we'll be good. I feel like Ryan's the one who wanted the smaller budget. But this one definitely looks like it has a lot, a way bigger budget, yeah. just in terms of its ensemble cast, mm-hmm. um, that like highway, you know, destruction of that van. It's like yeah. there's like some major stuff going on. So yeah, I don't understand why this didn't work.
1: Well, anyway, I mean, also um, I have questions about Domino's prominence in this movie. Her yes, interdu- looks like I don't think that's her first introduction. That's uh, But maybe... When she's auditioning? Yeah, well, if she shows up and she's like, I'm Domino, I'm lucky. She's like, that's not a superpower. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, it is. Uh, My gut's telling me that's not the first time we see her, but if it is, you know, so be it. Yeah, Uh, I feel like it would be. I'm hoping she's everywhere in this movie, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, Because my gut's telling me, like, I I don't know how much this X-Force stuff is going to do. Well... (laughs) But, But you have been very iffy on the uh-huh. movie the entire way through yes like i don't think you've said like one positive thing <laughs> without following true. it up without like a but that's or a not, eh, okay eh, maybe eh, that's true eh, you know so and you were disappointed by the first deadpool uh, yeah you um, were disappointed you're like this wasn't the movie i said i remember it because i was a mad i was uh, mad
0: at you i don't know if i would say i'm, disa- I'm disappointed in deadpool
1: but okay it wasn't everything you'd hope
0: I believe. What I said, yes, was I didn't love it as much as it seemed like everybody else was. Okay, and it had okay. me questioning what was wrong with me <laughs> more so than what was wrong with the movie. No.
1: Okay, but where are you at with the third trailer?
0: Yes, third trailer, final trailer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: best trailer. Awesome. So it, this is a ticket for me. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if you know. I had, you know, just a crabby mood when the other two <laughs> trailers were happening or what the case was. I don't okay. think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um but like this one just worked for me. Like the the comedy mixed in really well with the action. We gotta hear, you know, cable make a joke about Deadpool being a sex doll and he was <laughs> like <laughs> yes. okay, Cable's gonna have a sense of humor. And so it's like I didn't have that concern where like those first two trailers pl- painted it very much like cables this doom and gloom terminator that just like here's the here he's come to our time to kill this kid mm-hmm. and it's like oh, okay that's pretty dark yeah and then ryan Reynolds is over here like making jokes with like deadpool in a woody outfit and you're mm-hmm. like mm, uh, how, how do these things go together and then like this one i feel like showed kind of what you're saying about jurassic uh world fawn kingdoms trailer it showed a lot more of that of the movie again because it's The third trailer, they didn't reuse a lot of that same stuff. I think they're still using the same moments of the movie, yeah. Just using different parts of the scenes, right? Um, But still, we get to see more of that. We get to see the X Force auditions. Um, Your concern over Domino's role. Mm -hmm. I am interested in. I believe we talked about the first, the second trailer. Um, You know, I threw out like, what if like in that helicopter scene, they all die right. except for Domino and Deadpool because mm-hmm. Deadpool can't die. And Domino just like, you know, we see her falling in the, in the trailer. And then there's like that giant inflatable panda behind her. Right. It's so, like, and she's like, she's getting to the ground pretty fast. So clearly her like parachute doesn't work or mm-hmm. got blown up or something. <laughs> and so like, she's going to like, just luckily as her powers would be, be safe. Right. And so like. But then she's around with, you know, Nate on Teenage Warhead mm-hmm. and Colossus and Deadpool and Dope in the movie. And we don't see a lot more of, like, Bedlam, Beth- That's true. Terry Cruz's character, or, uh, you know, Shatterstar played by Lewis Tanner, or any of those other people, even Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's like, do all those people just, like, die <laughs> <laughs> in that first sequence? Um, kind of setting the slate clean so that when you do an X-Force movie, you can bring in, like, the actual cast members you want. Yeah. Um, and the bigger ones, I don't know. But I, I also think this trailer really paints Cable as the villain of this
1: movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's the case entirely. You know, I, on Twitter when I posted the uh, trailer, I called it you know Deadpool verse Cable, Dawn of uh, of X Force, right? Because it's like. It feels kind of like BVS, not in terms of quality, even though they make a very great uh, DC jab. Like, oh, that's yeah. pretty dark. Are you, not, are you sure enough from the DC universe? <laughs> that's right. Uh, really funny joke there. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like some there, is, there has to be another element to the movie that's like, all right, well, yeah. Where's the n- fourth act? Now they get on the same side and go after this person mm-hmm. that's also trying to get Julian Dennison's character.
1: Unless, unless, what do you think of this? Um, or, or I mean, okay. So I think you're you're referencing a casting that's out there or that's rumored to be out there or it's confirmed to be out there. Okay, right? Kind of. I maybe
0: just say whatever you're thinking.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, I would love it if actually it turns out that Deadpool looks at. Um, Julian Dennison's character, and he's just like, "No, you're right. You're awful." So <laughs> then they have to fight him. I think that would be a great turn. But I th- there's an allusion now to some other villains underneath the surface.
0: There's like, yeah, there's like, there's people theorizing, or maybe even hints in the trailer of Juggernaut uh, being a villain in this movie. There's been no casting, but I mean that we didn't get the Terry Crews casting beforehand, so like they could definitely have kept it under wraps. Bill
1: Skarsgård. Um, so are they're,
0: they're, uh you know, we talked a week or two ago about um, that one guy who I can't remember his name, but like getting cut from the movie who was supposed to play the villain. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one of the writers of the movie said that's not true. He's still involved in the movie. So like at least that guy's still involved. And if Juggernaut's also involved and if maybe somebody else is involved too, then like you have your villain team that Domino, Deadpool, and Cable could fight at the end of the movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, I also want to bring up one last thing here. Is this a ticket or a skip it? Yeah, I said. Did I, I say ticket? No. Oh, yeah, it's a ticket. There it is. Um, I, w- I was listening to Jeremy Johnson's thoughts on this trailer, mm-hmm. and he, good guy, he, yeah, great guy. Uh, go subscribe to him on YouTube and whatever else you can do. Follow him on Twitter or whatever. Um, but he kind of brought up the point that like Deadpool, because it's you know self-referential and breaks the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are still those moments in these trailer where it looks like it's just doing like the sequelitis thing. It's just going bigger and badder and it's, it's just setting up future movies. And, you know, but like people are just instantly going to play that off as, oh, it's just Deadpool being Deadpool, you know, making fun of the tropes. Uh-huh. But is like, can Deadpool be, can Deadpool 2 just like have all these cliches and get a pass for them? Because, people be like oh they're just making fun of it or is it actually just like or could it still just be cliche and be
1: cliche that's a good question i'll have to think more on that okay but i don't think i'm ready to answer it okay you raise a very good point uh, jeremy johns raised a very good
0: point I don't jeremy
1: wanna... wherever you are you've made a great point seattle that i will <laughs> think about and then probably disagree with once i formulate my argument
0: right i mean, I mean we may not know until we see the movie um uh, Probably be the best case, um, instead of like, prejudging it, be like, oh, you know, it can have these cliches, but it doesn't mean it's okay.
1: Yeah, it's. I think I think it's going to hinge on when does Deadpool become its own thing and stop becoming satire. Right. And ultimately, you have to ask what's Fox's mission, and mm-hmm. what are the writers thinking, and what's Ryan Reynolds' intentions. Yeah. And it'll probably boil down to money, <laughs> but what number two is, is going to be very important.
0: Yeah. So I, li- I liked what I saw here with Deadpool two. David Leach looks like he's a good fit in terms of directing with the action and everything. And moving on to the news Segway, variety revealed this week that David Leach is now attached to direct the video game, live action adaptation of the division starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain.
1: I think you have to be like, and speaking of David Leach to get a segue. is that what I basically did? No, you got to say and speaking of David Leach. Okay. I think I think we're I don't know. I'm sorry. I
0: think we're being a little too tight okay. on what you know makes a a, uh, you know (laughs) segue a segue but sorry uh, david leach is going to direct the division starring jake jill and jessica chastain uh currently he's tied up doing hobbs and shaw and Mm -hmm. he will be for the rest of the year shooting that movie um and getting it ready for i believe has release date for next summer Um, but then after he's done doing work on that movie then the hope is that production will kick in on this are we excited
1: yeah this changes the entire tenor of the the division, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I mean, it goes from – I mean, you have Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain attached to this project. Mm-hmm. That's already something in and of itself. Yeah. But it's a video game property. Mm-hmm. So you got to be like, okay, but it, how is it getting all shake out? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to play close to these elements? But no, David Leitch is the legit guy. He grounds his movies and he makes them visceral, fun, punchy action. This is the division. Actually, may be the first truly amazing video game movie based on everything, like all of its pieces. Yeah, uh, I am. I was. I am beyond uh blown away by this. Yeah, because I think. I mean, you
0: mentioned it's basically a perfect fit. I mean, Gyllenhaal and Chastain are two of the best in the business currently, mm-hmm. and they are apparently very. I'm passionate about this project. I want to make sure it's done right. It follows the tone of the video games, which I have not played. Um, But then you get David Leach and you get that the guy behind John Wick or uh, Atomic Blonde, uh, soon to be Deadpool 2, Mm -hmm. and then soon after that will be Hobbs and Shaw. Like four, I would assume, will be really great action movies. And you bring him on board to do this. I think that is a really exciting addition for this movie. We finally get it a director. Uh, there have been previous talks of other directors mm-hmm. um, in the mix, but you know, now as long as David Lee stays attached, I think, like you said, I mean, I really like Tomb Raider. I think it's the best video game movie um, to ever come out better than you know, Rampage or Assassin's Creed or yes. Warcraft or the old Tomb Raider movies or whatever.
1: Totally.
0: But based on the pieces here, you have two of the best actors in the business. You have a really great director. Uh, I don't know who's doing the script, so that could maybe change things. Um, but you have three foundational great pieces that, yeah, maybe they can turn the video game genre around.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I do like the story of The Division. I've never actually played the game, mm-hmm. but it's basically...
0: Post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, yeah, su- section of humans have died from, like, a Black Friday... Thing is what I remember reading I think it's well
1: there's a black Zone where or a dark zone where Like that's where the it's been Quarantined off okay and You sort of go in there on missions to help stop bandits and outlaws. But it's and like tactical like and,
0: yep. team and everything. Yeah. So it'll be,
1: oh man, that'll be so cool to see. Like, yeah, oh man, ah, that's just, just such great
0: news. <laughs> it is. And we got more good news this week, courtesy of Deadline, who revealed yes. that Kathy Yan is set to direct Birds of Prey for Warner Brothers. The plan is for this movie to start filming at the end of the year, which bumped Suicide Squad 2 off of the production schedule till next year. Um, and it will mark Margot Robbie's return as harley quinn where batgirl is also set to debut so they'll be looking to cast that role in the next couple of months here um as for who else will make up the birds of prey or harley quinn's team or whatever uh that'll depend on the script they have two scripts apparently it's on un- mm-hmm. christina Hodson wrote at least one of them maybe she wrote both versions um but it's her version that they said they're really high on so one of the versions has other characters or has a couple other characters and then another version has still has Harley and Batgirl, but then a completely other set of side characters. So, Birds of Prey moving forward.
1: Good sign? And it's bumping off Suicide Squad 2. Unfortunately for Gavin Connor, is, that, is, that is crazy, but that's got to show some kind of belief in mm-hmm. either one of those scripts. Yeah. So, yes, let's do it. I mean, I've been, we haven't seen Batgirl on the silver screen ever, have we, other than the mm-hmm. killing joke?
0: She was in... Um uh, when Alicia Silverstone played her in... Forever? Forever,
1: yeah. Because that's with Is that Val the and, Clooney one? that's, the, oh, that's Clooney and... Um, yeah, it's that one. The guy who is now Green Arrow. No.
0: I was like, Stephen Amell? That, it's that's like, not
1: Stephen Amell, but it's the guy who looks like Stephen Amell. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, that, right. but that's yes. the movie. That, okay, well, so I did The second time. Oh, that's right. She shows up and Alfred enters the door. And yeah, and she's like Alfred's niece... Yeah, that's how they Or play something, it off. right? Right. That's right. Okay. It's really weird. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, that's not how, okay. And then you just, yeah. And you're like, I don't even like okay. this movie theater. So <laughs> yeah, this off. movie's terrible. <laughs> but yes. And then this will lead right into Hodson's um, Batgirl mm-hmm. movie. And oddly enough, we don't have Batman news, but if this all coalesces into a Batman universe for DC, as well as, you know, those other properties kind of like Existing. jumping in there when they can. Mm hmm. This is shaping up to thing Warner brother and Hamada and everyone has got their act together here and I I I am all for this. Uh Kathy Yan, I'm not familiar with any of the movies that she's directed or produced or she's
0: she's, made, she's directed one movie okay called Dead Pigs, I'm Ooh. pretty sure. <laughs> uh it was cool. a it was a festival hit last year or 2 years ago. Um I don't think it got picked up anywhere it's a foreign language film but that's their only that's her only credit as a director outside of I think a couple of shorts so like it's clearly very impressive uh it gets Warner Brothers a an Asian female director it stars Zazie Beats Yeah what it came out this year 2018 Yeah but, yeah It was at festivals last <laughs> year yeah Okay but it's like it's nowhere to be found you I mean it's not on like Amazon or Netflix or oh, Hulu or man whatever. I want to hunt
1: this down now, but, but okay. anyway,
0: cool. Yeah. That's, I think it's very cool. I mean, I'm excited that it, yeah. Like you said, Hamada is like getting his act in order, not his act. He's getting DC's act in order because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's important to remember that this is again, another new regime. So all of the problems that, you know, DC's experienced in the past, that was under one leadership. You know, Aquaman was under new leadership. It's really Shazam, and onward that mm-hmm. is Hamada's vision. So those are the, those are the movies. Those are the decisions that you kind of have to judge all new uh, news in terms of DC movies mm-hmm. on is what they've done so far, um, which unfortunately we haven't seen any of that stuff yet. We won't see any of their products till next year, but the moves he's been making in the meantime have been really positive. Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, Wonder woman two. There's talks of getting Linda Carter now uh, as well. So like, they're. It looks like they're figuring out what they want to do. He hired Dalian and Goldstein to do Flash. Yes. Um. Now Kathy Yan, and I mean, yeah, it looks like it's you know moving well. I do hope that you know if they're figuring out Harley Quinn and Batgirl and maybe even bringing in like Black Canary and Huntress or Poison Ivy and Catwoman or whoever other female DC characters make up Birds of Prey. Yeah. I hope that does mean that they figure out the Batman thing because. It'll be really weird to have this, like, Gotham universe, you know, <laughs> building and budding with, you know, heroes and villains, and then be like, Ben, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. And nobody knows. But so. it would
1: also be, it, depending on who they cast as Batman, you know, we're going to have all these, like, he's going to become, like, this mysterious, overlooming figure mm-hmm. in a Gotham-centered universe here with these films, yeah. and you're kind of like, where's the Batman, and then mm-hmm. Here he comes out with the director, Batman, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, <laughs> Batman. I'm losing names left and right today. Uh, and you're like, there he is, ta-da! And it's I'm not Jake Gyllenhaal, but it's either Ben Affleck or someone else. And you're yeah. like, whoa, this was a great payoff. It's John Hamm. That's that's a great one. I'd love to see. But you know, be fine with that. I would. Yeah. So th- I don't know. This is just great. And I, I'm just definitely dying to see um, a Batgirl film and the take on it and this of course this bird's prey film mm-hmm. that'll introduce lots of more um those comic book characters yeah
0: i do hope that they don't go too heavy with gotham and batman i mean i want to see flash get his thing i want to see aquaman's world i want to get to space and get the green sure. lanterns and even that cyborg get the cyborg give him something to do please um i want to see all that stuff so i don't just be like here's Batgirl and Nightwing and Birds of Prey and mm-hmm. Suicide Squad 2 and Batman and then Batman sequel and Batgirl sequel and the Joker spinoff and it's yes. like, okay, we got it. <laughs> You're just doing Batman stuff. And if mm-hmm. that, or if that is your plan, just announce it that way so it's not like, where's this Green Lantern movie? Like, <laughs> right. Come yeah. on.
1: Just pull it off there. Let us know it's not yeah. or whatever the case exactly.
0: is. So another movie, though, that we'll have to look forward to from DC is from Steven Spielberg. Yeah. and it Ladies also, and gentlemen.
1: It also features a Birds of Prey right
0: i think it can is an actual possible animal uh black hawk yeah is a wait. are you asking is a black hawk an animal are you asking is black hawk a birds of prey member
1: no is it actually an animal i mean is it a bird of prey
0: there are hawks i don't know if there's there has to be one that's a subspecies that's called black hawk I would assume
1: we'll save that for the anthropology. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Come back next week.
0: Um, but Steven Spielberg is developing a black Hawk movie, uh, with David Cope writing the script. Uh, it's important to know that he's just developing at this point Mm -hmm. with the hope to direct, but he is not definitely directing this movie. If he does, it will have to wait until after Indiana Jones five and his remake of West side story. Personally, I feel like he won't direct,
1: yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
0: because it's like it's it's not a Steven Spielberg's doing a superhero movie because mm-hmm. this is a movie this is the Black Hawk is a title taken up by a guy in World War II who's a fighter pilot yeah so it's like you're just getting Indiana Jones but like
1: mm-hmm.
0: with a guy who flies like that's <laughs> what this movie is and I feel like after Indiana Jones five and West Side Story. Um, you know whether or not they want to do a Ready Player Two or whatever other passion project Spielberg picks up along the way, I just feel like Spielberg isn't necessarily needed on this to direct. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you can and like he he's notorious for announcing, "Oh, I'm doing this project," and then. You know, we talked about Robo Apocalypse* like a month or two ago, and it's like right. that was f- six years ago. And okay, Michael Bay, now you're directing it. It's yeah, like, okay. <laughs> like I don't, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm not saying Michael Bay is going to direct Blackhawk. Um, I mean, he was talking to DC at one point, so oh, you never know. Right. Um, but still, if you have Spielberg attached to a DC movie, even if you can say just as a producer, mm-hmm. you can say from the producer of jaws and et and Indiana jones Mm -hmm. and jurassic park and ready player one and everything that he's done that's a huge draw and then you can get kind of maybe that unknown or lesser known director to come in make a star out of that person yeah with this
1: movie exactly i mean amblin knows how to make a fun adventure film so even if he's producing even if he brings with him his entire crew there those that DNA is gonna get in here, and like nobody knows um, Nazi punching better than Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <That's true>. Okay, <laughs> it actually surprised me how much of his movies feature Nazis. <laughs> it's at least it's at least five. It'll be six. This would make seven yeah. just off the top of my head. The um, War Horse. That's not about Nazis though. That's Civil War, right? Uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I don't see this. <laughs> exactly, me neither. <laughs> anyway, point being, um, he, he knows what's up. He knows how to make a war film. Yes. He knows the experience there. Uh, and like you said, yeah, I don't think he'll direct this, but if he, if he does, that is the biggest get- ever or one of the biggest gets mm-hmm. ever but like yeah i mean he's getting he's like what 70 now
0: yeah he's up there
1: so he's gonna finish Indiana jones and then he'll do west side story for two years and then at that point gotta do
0: the post sequel and
1: right oh that's right yes what would that be over though i don't know um shoot okay well anyway point being then he's gonna want to focus on what you know his the things he has not checked off his list yeah. yet because i mean the dude i can't believe the dude's approaching 80 and at that point you'll be like i really want to go mm-hmm. do a 100 day shoot on a movie that someone else could totally do for me right. and i could still make you know x, do- x amount of dollars off of so i think he'll pass but the idea the fact that he's kind of like i can help push this thing in the right direction mm-hmm. is so cool and a property that i would have never even given a second look to right now sounds like the coolest thing ever uh world war ii pilots who fly all over the world battling the third reich mm-hmm. yeah let's do it
0: do you want to see it be in the dc eu or whatever it's eventually going to be t- officially called
1: only if you can like swing it so gal gadot gets to be in there as wonder woman but other than that no nah, no thanks i mean yeah not, not necessary i mean yeah it's not necessary either way you can make it with
0: it in the dcu and it's like okay here's mm-hmm. a cool war story right. takes place after wonder woman yeah. maybe you have gal show up um saeed uh something I mean, that's right yeah uh, his character samir in wonder woman mm-hmm. it like he teased like, like last year that like his character ties to black hawk um so he you could have him show up as like a secondary pilot in the movie and just kind of tie it in. But either way, it's not like, all right, well, this one is really important to the DC timeline, and the continuity, because it lays the seeds for dark side. It's like, right. it's just going to be a fun kind of throwaway adventure, mm-hmm. of whether or not it's in the DC or not. So, uh, sounds good to me. And moving over to star Wars. Now that hashtag show revealed some, that some casting info that casting is not underway on star Wars nine. And that they are looking for a new leading female role, uh, currently up for grabs for a 40- to 50-year-old woman, and for the casting call purposes, they are calling this character Mara, which for a lot of fans of the EU, immediately jump to Mara Jade, mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker's wife, former uh, you know, assassin for the Emperor, eventual Jedi Knight. Do you think that's what they're going for here? And if so, yeah. are you... Interested
1: in that? This is tough. You're dealing with the greatest thing, to, the greatest character and story ever to come out of the Star Wars EU now legends. Yeah, Mary Jade Skywalker. And I met this with like, um, uh, I'm two minds here. First of all, yes, get her into canon mm-hmm. any way you can. Then also I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do we really <laughs> need to shoehorn Mary Jade into one Star Wars episode, because that would that really do her justice, right? But immediately, I read this, and you wrote, you wrote up an article up for it on Screen Rant. Right? Was mm-hmm. that you? Yes, it was. Okay. And the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, you know what? Actually, probably be better just to make her the star of Ryan Johnson's trilogy, cast Jessica Chastain in that role, and show us that thing. Says they can't do both. Who says they can't do both? You're you're totally right. Young Mary Jade. After you introduce her, that would actually be really cool.
0: You could get like. Julianne Moore, I, I saw that suggestion. Oh yeah, from an older Mara Jade mm-hmm. in nine, and then you get like, I don't, I, I don't know how prequelish you'd want to get with the character then, but right. like you could place her like between six and seven as mm-hmm. like her in her like mid twenties, early thirties, yeah, and get yeah like Chastain or. I don't know who else.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be anybody, but she's just the the redhead yeah, right yeah. off the top of my head. Uh, but so, but yeah, I, so beloved, and it would be really cool to see her come in. I, I don't know if the role would be because you can adapt so many ways. Like you mm-hmm. just mentioned, she has one of the one of the most v- widest arcs of any characters. In that thing, mm-hmm. she goes from the Emperor's secret assassin and apprentice to a bounty hunter and smuggler with Talon Karad, um, who's a part of the. He, he's his. whose arc is in the Hand of Thrawn trilogy. And then, like you said, Luke Skywalker's eventual, um, you know, semi apprentice and then wife. Mm-hmm. So bringing any of those elements into this. Would be stellar if yeah. she shows up and's like, uh, I'm Kylo Ren, I'm actually the heir to this empire, <laughs> and they have to battle it out, and that's Kylo Ark's redemption arc. Or she's like, I'm the new head of the resistance now, and telling yeah. Karad gets to come alongside there too, and they kind of become the de facto leaders. Mm-hmm. However, they shake that out would be really cool. But it, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how you do that character justice in one film. Right. So I'm just, I'm up two minds of it. It would be really sweet to see At the same time. Be like, Oh, there's so many ways they could mess that up. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm all about the new stories. Yeah. So I'll, I'll trust they know what they're doing. And there's also the, Oh, it's a fake name or it's just a yeah. red herring name until they can, you know, come up with one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's the character model. I yeah. Don't know. Cause like
0: they called, uh, Ray and like casting calls, like it was Kira, mm-hmm. which, Ironically, is what Amelia Clark's actual character name is. Yeah. Um, it's spelled differently, but the same kind of usage. So, like, it's not, it's it's very common for casting calls to have it be one name and then it be something similar, like the first letter is the same, but the actual name is different. Um, the thing that stuck out to me, whether or not it's Mara Jade or not, I feel like this is the character that's going to replace Carrie Fisher's role okay. in the movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because we know that Leia was supposed to have this. Really big role in nine because episode seven was Han's movie, episode eight was Luke's movie, and then it was supposed to be Leia's movie in nine. Basically, in terms of giving the original trilogy uh, trio a chance to shine, this was supposed to be Leia's uh, installment. Basically, so the fact that Carrie Fisher's unfortunately passed means that can't happen. And to me, the fact that they like tease that like she knew. How to use the force in eight mm-hmm. could have come into play with nine and being like, well, you know, Ray's mastering her skills, but then maybe Leia's helping teach her in some ways. Um, if they're adapting margin in any way, this character could be like a mentor figure to Ray in some way like she meets her along the way she's another f- powerful force user maybe she doesn't have the exact backstory of mara jade because i don't want at this point them to be like yep luke had a wife and you're like <laughs> wait what all right yeah that's <laughs> he, he, he never roll. mentioned that uh how, how has that never been addressed in any of these other movies mm-hmm. so i feel like instead they'll take kind of the spirit of mara jade you could still even use the name but like she's they're not gonna have this like third act reveal of hey i was actually luke's Uh, wife. Uh, if anything, I mean, she could be Ray's mom or something. Uh, if they really wanted to, if they did want to kind of retcon what Ryan kind of you know basically set up in eight, that like her parents are nobodies, be like, no, her parents are actually somebody's, and here's Mara Jade, and her name's Ray Jade or whatever you would call her. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I think it's cool. I think uh, I mean they brought jason solo basically to life with ben solo but they kind of changed some portions of that character as well right gave him a different name you could easily do the same thing here Mm -hmm. have a mara jade type character but not actually bring in mara jade the way people of the eu would know her that could make people upset
1: yeah um
0: but if they're if they uh, if you ever wanted to get mara Jade, this would probably be the best way to go about doing that
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's going to be a significant time jump. I mean, I don't know, three, four years. Possibly. That's my gut feeling I feel like it'll be
0: three or two at the minimum, five at the most. Personally, I'd love to see five.
1: So much more development you can take place over the time. So much more things you can play with. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely a resistance leader is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I think she'll just end up being – I don't know what name they'll use or go with. I don't think it'll stay with – Mara Jade. In what my, if it's like in my, the, Mariah Jade? <laughs> no, not even that. Like I think it'll, I think one we'll that we'll end up seeing is the new fleet leader mm-hmm. of the Resistance in so some way. Do you think she'll have force powers? No, I don't think so. I feel like she will. Now, I just, it doesn't really jive with the rumors we heard about um, Yoda and yeah. kind of the theme of... Episode eight but and Rey She already Pan. has everything she needs. She has everything she needs. She's Luke is not the last of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh she's the last of the Jedi now. And, and then again at the same time, the Jedi are everywhere. Right. So it could be one of those things yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I think introducing someone with the force will be uh I don't know. I mean, there's who knows what JJ's got right yeah. up. <laughs> so I'm just we're, we're speculating at this point. But it's a very interesting rumor mm-hmm. and I'm sure it'll make a lot of people feel a lot of things, but remember, these things change. Yes. Nothing's set in stone. Mm-hmm. Wait for the trailer, wait for, you know, <laughs> yeah. everything else.
0: Yeah, but I maybe mean, we still I mean, we'll have to wait for casting, but I mean this at least really shows that casting is very much underway. We know it's gonna start filming in June or July. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one, but it's filming the summer, so we're gonna get some announcements here in the next, you know, couple of months of like whoever plays this Mario Jade character or you know the other because like this isn't the only new character they're adding they're going to add a couple other ones so oh, like yeah. what are those other roles going to be Um we'll have to wait and see and it'll you know help start the fire for episode 9 <laughs> for sure Um uh, but moving on then to Jungle Cruise another Disney film THR revealed this week that Edgar Ramirez joined the cast and will play one of the villains, and he was described as somebody who has a conquistador background. Ooh. And then Variety revealed that Game Night Breakout star Jesse Plemons is also on board to play another villain. Which one are you more excited to see opposite of The Rock
1: and Emily Blunt? I See, my gut says Jesse Plemons because I know him. Yeah. But I haven't seen Edgar Ramirez in anything. Ever. Um, Nice, no, not consciously. I can't put him in a film.
0: Did you see Gold on Netflix? I did not see Gold. I with just, Matthew McConaughey's
1: I, balding. Yeah, self.
0: I just yeah. watched it this week because of this. Okay, he's good. good. He's great. good in it. Yeah, he's I mean, gonna fit
1: the conquistador role. Yeah, yeah, great. I mean,
0: Edgar Ramirez is a is a pretty talented guy. Uh, per, I would say Jesse Plemons though, just because Game Night,
1: mm-hmm. him
0: being like an actual villain, I think is. I mean, he kind he he was a real villain and. Black Black Mirror. mirror. Yep. So like, there's no doubt in my mind that he can kind of pull that off, and it'll be fun to see him in this like really big sort of franchise film, hopeful franchise film.
1: Oh, apparently he's got some roles in Born Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, he's
0: uh, he's like he's one of the assassins in like the early Born movies, I think. Just like you know how like Carl Urban's one of them, and you're like, wait, Carl Urban?
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's the first one, right? No, he's the second one. He's in he's in the Ultimatum. No. Wait, which one's the end? He's in
0: the supremacy. does aren't you looking at his IMDb right now?
1: Um, Ramirez. Yeah, he's in the ultimatum. So that's, I think he's that's the, the one last that one. takes the shots at the end. That like catch Bourne, mm-hmm. but then yeah, yeah. doesn't catch Bourne mm-hmm. at the same time. It's also one girl on the train, but I can't put him. Yeah,
0: he's um, he's uh, shoot. I'm mixing up the cast members because there's Haley Bennett in that movie, mm-hmm. and there's Emily Blunt. He's
1: Hayley Bennett's boyfriend. Yeah. Okay, got it. I have seen him, but I haven't seen him say any words or exp- exp- emote at all. I suppose. Okay. But anyway, uh, well, cool. Yeah, and like you said, Jesse Plemons. He's kind of he's making his he's making his moves to be, you know, one of our not exactly like an Adam Devine type of a character, but I think that when like he gets established, we'll be like that guy, and he really does just brings the joy. Yeah. Even if he is playing some kind of you know heinous villain or whatever <laughs> uh, it turns out to be.
0: Yeah, so then moving on to our last story here today, uh, one that you're very interested in. Yeah. Uh, that hashtag show also reported that the Lego Batman movie director, Chris McKay, is possibly going to direct a Borderlands movie. Casting has begun. So he this could potentially be McKay's next project, right, depending on this. And then he's also doing that other movie.
1: Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Dungeons
0: and Dragons. Yes. And then he's attached to Nightwing. Mm-hmm do you think this is his next one up? And if so, is that a good thing?
1: They're casting. Yeah. Casting means they're moving on mm-hmm. it. And this is a video game movie and yeah, that's all the rage right now. And I, I think it very well could show up because I know he said last week that Firefly was the Indiana Jones in space. Yeah. Borderlands is a little bit closer to that too. Okay. And I uh, mean, I feel like it, it's a very popular video game series. It's still ongoing. Uh, I think that we capitalize on it. And Chris McKay, I mean, the guy needs to pick a project. Mm-hmm. And if this is casting and his name is being mentioned, I feel like he's going to jump on it.
0: Is it in space?
1: It is I've set never played in space. The games. Well, there it's set in like outer space, and you can people go to different planets. Oh, okay. But it all takes place on a planet. Gotcha. And everyone's on this planet looking for the same treasure. So it's like the Ark of the Covenant, oh, okay, and you okay. know, you open the the Ark of the covenant and then bad Mm -hmm. things happen and then they have to stop it and i believe
0: i believe the report from the hashtag show compared the vision to mad max and guardians of the galaxy combined Ooh, i believe i may have just remembered that zany and but to me that as somebody who hasn't played the games Mm -hmm. that pitch of mad max plus guardians is like Sign me up.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, like the character you see on the front of the marketing for the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The very much like, cause the whole thing is the planet is populated with criminals. Okay. Like convicts. So everyone's sort of just like cobbled together their own societies and weapons and things like that. So that's actually a really good example of Mad Max, but also I think it's got these Indiana Jones elements where okay. they're after a treasure and everyone else is after the treasure at the same time, but there's also a big company that wants the treasure i.e. Okay. Nazis mm-hmm. and then they open it and then you go from there yeah but very yeah. cool and you think chris mckay is a good choice i think chris McKay's a great choice all right especially if you're going for zany out there comedy mm-hmm. uh, you know fused along with a with some action, action story yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah i mean all those elements sound good to me um yeah i mean i I remember like the trailers for this game or seeing commercials for me like oh that, that looks cool it has a cool aesthetic to it don't anything about the story but you have Chris McKay directing it uh, and you compare it to Mad Max and Guardians of the Galaxy. One of my favorite films of 2015, one of my favorite films of 2014. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a pretty easy hook. Um, I mean, I know that they want to pitch it that way be like, Ooh, okay. Right. <laughs> to get the, that kind of attention, whether or not they can deliver on that combination or have the quality to match that either of those movies remains to be seen, obviously. But, you know, Chris McKay is an exciting director. So, if Dungeons and Dragons is going to be a couple years away and Nightwings potentially even farther away him doing this, I think is uh, i I'm, I'm just glad to see him getting another project to work on at this point. Heck yeah. So uh, that is all we have for this week in terms of news. We'll be back next week with the big one mm-hmm. Avengers infinity war. Yes. Oh boy. Uh, we've been covering a lot recently. Uh, we're going to have our preview episode up this week. We'll also have a big question out. Um, Talking about the future of the Jurassic World franchise, whether or not they're maybe running out of ideas, uh, we'll discuss that. Talk about everything why we're excited for Avengers: Infinity War. Um, all that stuff's gonna be coming up, and then you know we'll be back next week for a review of the epic nineteenth movie of the MCU. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, though, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more, plus head over to iTunes, and give us a five-star view with comments telling us why you enjoy listening. Uh, We are thinking of making some changes here, so let us know what you love about the podcast. We know what kind of elements to kind of keep if we do make those changes in the future. Uh, Be sure to tell us your thoughts on everything we covered here. By tuning us at Friends of Film, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Movie Cooper and Coops underscore Hoops.
1: And you can get at me, Josh, it's just Joshua Ryan. And thanks
0: again for tuning in to the Friends of Film podcast, Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our view of Avengers Infinity War.